It's the Tesla Life with your host, Mark Cogman! Hello, everybody. How does Patrick do this without breaking out laughing as he's doing it? I don't know, but... uh... Thanks very much for the intro, Patrick. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Tesla Life number 242. Here we are, the 23rd of February. February is almost over. We got like five <laughs> days left, and it's gone. And then we're into March. Spring is, is coming, my friends. Hold on a little longer. We're almost there. <laughs> Well, uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Uh, with us, as always, or most times, we have Mr. Patrick Connor joining us from the Northwest. How are you today, sir? I'm good. Hello out there, Tesla Nation. I'm here to tell you guys all about how we're helping to bring about a future free from fossil fuels. <laughs> Gets it done early. Very good. Very good. Also joining us, <laughs> as per usual, Mr. Casey Green from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir? You can keep your truckers back. <laughs> <laughs> they're done with Ottawa, and as of this weekend, they're heading to D.C. Oh, they've already started staging. Like, I went up to get these uh, glasses. The first set were uh, uh, had a defect, and uh, the, uh, the guy uh, who, who adjusts them for me, he... Uh, he said, yeah, I, I thought they'd already started because there were so many trucks. At first, he, the way that they were done, he thought that they might have perhaps been the um, maybe just a, a mobile blockade instead of fences. And then then he saw the news and realized that this is none of that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I hope it does not affect you guys too much. Um, I agree. Because they said uh, for, for us, yeah. they're going to try and block the freeway. Uh, the, the lucky wow. thing is that uh, aside from you know the Tesla trying to use the freeway exclusively, even when it's jammed up, uh, I think it needs more than four miles of traffic jam before it tries to take side roads around here. Uh, I can I can at least see the colors and then just manually <laughs> take it off onto the road I need it to use. Yeah, you're going to have to manually uh, judge uh, this weekend for sure. Over the next week, I guess it, it's probably going to be in effect. So, Yeah, I've read some stuff about how this movement's been hijacked by people who are not at all truckers but have an agenda of their own. and. Anyway, I don't want to get into sounds, politics, sounds so let's leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, let's get into it. There's uh, always news happening uh, in the Tesla life. Before we, and... before we jump into the news, can I sure. talk about my travel trip here? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we decided to uh, take the Model X and have, a over the long weekend, a, a little ski vacation. And uh, so... Um, of course, this corresponded with a, an Arctic blast coming through here. Uh, so we had some uh, cold nights. Uh, at one point uh, at Timberline, it was negative eight overnight to Fahrenheit. Um, and um, that's pretty cold. So um, unfortunately, the Airbnb we were staying in did not have a garage available to us. And so uh, the car is out in the cold all night on its own. No place to plug in for it to uh, run its heaters. And um, I've taken it up skiing several times. It's always done great. Although this time when we're uh, heading over to the ski area, boop, some error message pops up when I hit the defrosters. And uh, it, uh, it was a BMS error. And it said, uh, vehicle may not restart. And I'm, I'm driving to the ski area. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Do I turn around now? Do I, do, <laughs> yeah, is it, my, is it just a 12 volt? Do I need a, a jump? Or I have no idea what to do, right? So... Um, we, uh, we went anyway, and, uh, luckily when we came back to the vehicle, it, it started and, uh, got back and uh, I did find a 120 volt outlet and plug in, but that didn't really help anything. I was still getting the same error messages. And, uh, so, uh, the cool thing was in the app, I just went to service and one of the options was for recent error codes. And I said that one, and then it had a list of codes. I hit the, the one that was causing this big problem. And uh, so now I have service scheduled for Friday. Um, the uh, car worked. It got us home today, although uh, I had no regen. So it, that was really weird. And if, if I'm used to one pedal driving, and now here I am, I, I can't do that anymore. Um, 
we uh we stopped and we charged on the way home that was slow a lot slower than usual and uh not only that it failed twice and i had to reboot the car to get it to start charging again so uh knowing that little trick helped at least get enough juice to make sure we could make it home and now the service text just sent me a note saying your vehicle may not be drivable we suggest you have it towed in for service Whoa. and uh I was looking at the estimate and what the problem seems to be is the thermal management fluid, the heater's gone out. So they couldn't heat the batteries, oh. which would make sense. You wouldn't want to be able to, you know, re regen and, and overload them or charge uh, supercharge too quickly and, and overload them. So uh, that's what, that's how my little trip ended. Luckily the vehicle still did what it needed to do to get us uh, back home. So <laughs> that would have been really bad. So, so you, you had the, and I lost you have one, one, you have one charging stop between you and the vacation or more Correct. than one? Just, Just one. one. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And um, I really, I could, I could probably make it there and back without charging at all. But since I knew I was going to be there several days and doing this trip back and forth and I knew it was going to be cold, we'd want to run the heaters. I, so I, I did a full charge, which I don't normally do at all um, on the way up. And uh, uh, that was nice to have that extra uh, when, uh, I was worried about stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting uh, turn of events. Uh, I really like the ability that, uh, the error code, uh, uh, you can pick that, uh, right yeah. from your, uh, right from the service app portion of your, uh, Tesla application. That's kind of cool. Absolutely. But, uh, well, you'll have to give us an update next week. See if see if we can uh, if you it was a normal service call. Like when they say you have to, you should tow it. Are you going to try that, or are you going to try driving it there? So since the service is Friday afternoon, my plan is to try driving it down Thursday evening and dropping it off. And then if if I can't get it started or that won't work or whatever, then I'll have it towed Friday morning. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to try driving first. Since I drove home, fine. Um, it's, it's, it's certainly power limited. Like I said, no regen. And I think I could only go to 75 kilowatt for acceleration, which was fine. Um, I mean, it's, it's like a third of what I can normally do, but, uh, like Camry. For, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, my zero to 60 time is now double digits, but that's okay. That's uh, yeah. it'll still, it'll, it, it took Hills, no problem. And yeah, it was that's not a short drive. I'm not sure exactly how far, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, probably 80 miles that we, we've... Uh, so it was probably a bit of a nail-biter for you as you're going along. You're going, come on, keep 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 with me all the way. <laughs> right. When it says vehicle may not restart, every time I'm stopped, I'm like, uh, this could be it. <laughs> oh, no, and and, and you have to remember to uh, to break out of, out, of, uh, out of situations rather than try to power out of situations. Yes. More than once, I let off the accelerator, and I'm like, I'm still going. Oh, no. We're just, like, move over to the brake. I meant, like, you know, when you're trying to avoid the numpties on the road. Uh, yes. My, my usual response is just to, to drive away from them. Uh, when you're limited to 75 kilowatts, you then got to remember to slow down so that they, their craziness goes past you. Right, which is my default mode anyway. Oh. I'm not an aggressive driver, so that's that's fine. I yeah. Let them go, and if, if you get in front of them, then, then they're just going to want to pass you again, and you're making it worse, and so... So, yeah. So, so I'm lucky then. All of my people are just not looking, and so if I just pop out of nowhere, they're like, "Oh, where did that big thing come from?" And then they just get back to what they were doing. Uh, I, I forgot about regular just road rage. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to cut somebody off who's who's already uh, seeing red, already exactly. on the edge. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And right. now I don't even have that option. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so 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 you lost your heat. I lost my air conditioner, and. Uh, and I have a uh, an appointment on the first. So. Oh wow! Yes, yeah. They a little were, bit uh... le a little less critical for the air conditioning in, nah, uh, in nah, February. You need, air conditioning, you need air conditioning for supercharging to work, and uh, when the temperature gets up above sixty with the helicopter windshield, it gets to eighty ninety inside the car like that. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have suspected that for February at all. Yeah, hmm. we had record cold temperatures here in February, which was weird because earlier in the month it felt like spring. And right. now we have this Arctic blast coming. And now the East Coast, I guess, they're having it's record highs. <laughs> yeah, we're at highs uh, tonight. Today we were at 75, and tonight we have a wintry mixed morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's flip a coin. What's the weather today? It's, pick a All season. It. it could be any of them. <laughs> Do you like weather? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mark, I'm sorry I distracted yeah, you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no problem. Casey's got our first story this evening. I do. 
So uh, over here at the Tesla Life, and uh, and then uh, over with Omar on the, on the other thing, we we like to tell you about uh, anytime there's a, a, a police EV. So this evening we've got you a police EV from the town of Bridgewater. Uh, theirs isn't actually done yet. So what they showed us was a render, and uh, and if Mark's got that render, I can share it on the screen. I suggested that the way that they've done their lettering, they should perhaps make sure that their words appear on just one door because the way that they uh, have it set up now uh, is is another case of it would end up on the Reddit thread where where people have um, have their their corporate livery uh, where it uh, spells stuff you don't want it to spell. So like with the door open, it'll spell <laughs> Poe, and in the back door it'll say lights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never or, thought or, of or, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the, you got all the contractors like so and so and son, and it's like it it doesn't say what they wanted it to say once you open the van door. <laughs> right, you got to be careful of that stuff. Yes, <laughs> they push it over a little bit further. It could say pull ice. <laughs> or that, yeah. <laughs> Both would be bad because they're not Interpol or immigration control. <laughs> yeah. So that was a fun one, and and uh, and, and uh, as they announced it, they were pointing out the, how much money they intended to save, and and, and uh, it looks like they were using mm -hmm. numbers from other departments, and or, or maybe they have another EV that they've got some numbers to, to base their theory on, and and that's exciting to see that, uh, as, as as we've been saying time and time again, once you put the bean counters in charge of the fleet, uh, I mean they already were, but once you put them in charge of like being able to pick an EV or a fossil, they're going to pick an EV like, mm -hmm. every time. And, this and uh, this will this will be interesting as this will be the first uh, Tesla patrol car in Canada uh, when it comes to fruition. No other police department has actually put one on the road yet. Oh. I know Vancouver area was looking to put one on the road, but that has not happened yet. So uh, Ridgewater, Nova Scotia could be the first. So uh, cool. We uh, look forward to that. Well, from all the uh, from all the showing off, I figured that they'd already done some patrol cars, but I guess not. Nope. No, nope, wow. that'll be that'll be the first one to the dance. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, once one's there, then then the other police departments yeah. can talk to them about it. How's it working? Uh, you know, what are the numbers? Does it really save as much as we thought? And it's going to be somebody they trust. Exactly. Exactly. So, next question is: Are they going to join the Tesla Club? And what are they going to do with all the discussions <laughs> about whether or not you should put your front plate on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that uh, I think they'll probably fall in the compliance of the law uh, category. Oh, I agree. I just I just wonder how how they're going to react as they see these discussions go on. <laughs> Other than saying nah. <laughs> uh, next, uh, Patrick's got a story about Gigafactory Texas. Oh yeah, we uh, we're going to talk about Giga Texas a couple times tonight. But this one in particular that's pretty cool is more than 100 Model Ys have been spotted undercover at Giga Texas. And so are these going for delivery? Because if so, I've won the bet. <laughs> we don't know yet uh, if they're just test vehicles or if they're going to be crash tested or where they're going to end up. But uh as you know, the drone police are out there uh, all the time. Actually, uh, the drone army, as we call drone them. Army. Yes, uh, they're they're always flying around, and uh, these vehicles are under car covers. And as we know, Giga Texas is doing some cool stuff with the Model Y. It's a structural battery pack. Uh, is it just the rear casting or front and rear that they're doing? Uh, front and rear to get structural. Yeah. So right. Yeah. So so the newest casting, the the newest uh, batteries, the uh, it's it's all cool stuff. So if they can if they actually start delivering these um, now, I, the only problem is how do I get one on the West Coast? Mine would come from Fremont. How do I order a Model <laughs> Y from Texas? That's what I. If anybody knows, leave that in the comments because I want to figure it out. <laughs> can I have a delivery to tell Oklahoma? Tell them you live in Texas. Tell them you live in Texas, but you can't pick up there because, of course, no one can sell to Texas. Just sell, send, right. it, send it over to Portland. And you'll still get a Fremont car. Tell them you live in Oklahoma. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. I'll get a P.O. box in Oklahoma and ask them to deliver it there. Yeah. So one thing that, that, that stands out with these particular covers is they're unlike anything that the Tesla has ever used for shipping car covers before. Mm -hmm. The closest we've seen to this was the white VW-style bag with the zipper around the driver's door for the early Model 3 Performance Edition. 
whereas uh, everything else you'll see with them is either just a naked car shipping with the paint just flapping in the wind, or uh, maybe a bumper cover, or a whole thing is wrapped, or the clear wraps. And right. uh, this is unique, because it's a complete cover. There's no, like, like at least on that Model 3 situation, there was like a, a, you could see through the windshield. You can't, these are covers. You can't see through them at all. I have a feeling that it's something to do with the construction that's still going on at the mm-hmm. factory. Mm-hmm. A lot of, lot of so earth moving equipment, a lot of uh, kick up of dust and and uh, clay particles, construction um, vehicles moving around, throwing rocks possibly from tires, things of that nature. Yeah, uh, Hockey Day agrees to, with you. Yeah, yeah they, they might want to uh, take extra care. Uh, and... Uh, uh, It'll be, it, you know, I think it was about a hundred, a little bit over a hundred vehicles that were shown under these covers, and then apparently the next day, fifty of them had been moved or so, uh, were gone. They were put on car carriers. They were gone. Yeah. So uh, again, the, the drone army's army's keeping track of this. Uh, we'll see if uh, those hundreds uh, turn to many hundreds or thousands shortly, uh, or if uh, this is just a couple of runs uh, for uh, alignments uh, or what might it be? Not sure. There mm-hmm. were some different colors, and it looked like most of them had the uh, standard rims on them as opposed to the performance rims. So uh, we'll have to keep an idea, uh, keep an eye on this to see uh, as they move along. But to this yeah. date, today, we haven't heard anybody actually accepting a delivery of a car from Texas yet. So yeah. uh, we're we're still waiting. I know many people are hoping to get one, uh, but uh, we haven't even seen anybody uh, claim uh, or come up with a proof that their VIN uh, has come from Texas. Right. So the, the protection angle makes sense now, because when you look at how much these car covers cost uh, retail for Tesla, uh, and then you consider they're going to get them you know, from the parts department without the box, that sort of thing. It would be cheaper to buy a bunch of car covers than to repaint or even touch yeah. up any any even just the smallest of little scratches. Right. And then I if like you take David's them off, point. Yeah. Oh, that that if so today Tesla often does plastic wraps and then those have mm-hmm. to be peeled off and thrown away and that's a lot of waste. Maybe right. this is going to be how they transport the cars from now with these reusable covers and it it could be their next generation uh, method. It would be. Uh, it would be. Other than the zipper, I think it would be a, a, an easier way to, to, to do it than the than what they did for the Model 3 performance with the uh, the white bag and the zipper and the, 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 mm-hmm. the clear plastic windshield. Although, then you'd have to trust the trucker to, to get on, you know, eight eight covers at a time without scratching the car unless they're going to put windows in them. Mm, exactly. Good point. So, we'll have to see. Um, we'll find out. But... Uh, this uh, little bit of uh, this uh, new uh, these new photos came in uh, prompted a lot of questions. So we'll have to mm-hmm. see if it's construction or if it's something else. The ones we saw in the next story they didn't have any anything on them, did they? No. Okay. Uh, next story, we're going to take a look at uh, a rail cool. line. And we, you may say, what does a rail line uh, have to do with anything with Tesla? Well. Brightline is a, uh, a newer, a newer high-speed rail line in South Florida that runs uh, along the East Coast uh, from Miami northward, and actually they're uh, they're both connect um, uh, to um, Orlando as well, but uh, they have picked up a fleet of Model Ys. So 15 wow. Model Ys have been uh, purchased for Brightline. And the reason they bought these vehicles uh, is that uh, they're using them for last mile travel. So if you buy a ticket for the Brightline high-speed rail, uh, they will come and pick you up and they will drop you off uh, in the uh, station neighborhood uh, that they're located in. So uh, that's kind of interesting. We we always talk about that last mile of travel. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is kind of a nice little service that they're including within the ticket for Brightline that they'll come pick you up, they'll come drop you off uh, after your travel uh, into the uh, main station, I believe, in Miami area. They haven't got this going on in, in the northern part, uh, but uh, if this is successful, if customers like it, I'm sure they'll roll it out further to other stations and stops. But uh, at this point, <laughs> uh, just in Miami. But uh, 
here's the Brightline. Good idea. And uh, uh, if I was a customer of Brightline, I would certainly use that. Love to be able to be able to be dropped off at the station or picked up at the station for a quick ride home. So uh, uh, hats off to Brightline. It's a much better experience than a Uber or taxi. Absolutely. To get to the train, like if the train yeah. people just come get you, and then you transfer from their Model Y to the uh, to the train. Right. Yeah. Right. Very good. Next, Casey's got a story about Patrick already touched on it. Uh, body casting. Oh, I thought Patrick no. was taking this one. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm I think sorry. This one's mine. Yeah, <laughs> got that mixed up. Patrick, okay. take it away. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as we know, Tesla is a very innovative company, and one of mm-hmm. the things that they're doing is body casting, single piece, or front half, back half, and they have now filed a patent. This is for a single piece casting that includes integrated energy absorption. So that is crumple zones, as you might know them. Uh, one of the big concerns I heard after the first Cybertruck uh, reveal was, oh my God, that thing's just going to kill people because it won't crumple. No, <laughs> of course it's going to have crumple zones. They know how to make safe vehicles. And here is yet another example of that where Tesla is purposely making these Model Y castings that have portions of them where they can control where the crumples happen when there's an impact. And that way it's not just whichever part happened to be the weakest that day, it crumples and then it may or may not be the right spot. They're making it so that when they do these crash tests, they'll have repeatable results, whether it's a, uh, side impact or front impact or quarter front impact. Uh, they have worked out all of those and they've put in crumple zones as part of the casting, which is a really cool way to do it because you can't just make a, a rock solid vehicle. Otherwise, you end up liquefying the people inside of it when it hits anything, right? So you want to absorb the energy. You want to elongate that collision instead of just hitting a, a hard... Uh, wall you want it to be more like hitting a pillow although at a much higher velocity you want (laughs) absorption right so that's what this is this is meant to control this so that you are far more likely to walk away from an injury and tesla makes they, they have the safest vehicles on the road and they're continuing to do that here and they're making sure that when they come up with innovations like casting they're not giving up other safety things to make it happen so they i just thought that was a cool idea and uh I hope they actually do follow through with this this patent. Often patents are, you know, pie in the sky ideas. This one looks like it's very practical and going to be used. Another concern that people brought up is uh, repairability. And Elon yes. pointed out that if it's a minor collision, that uh, the body shop can just cut off the the broken part and weld in a a replacement structure. And yes. I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of folks don't have experience with uh, with Tesla certified uh, repair shops. They, they they can actually order pieces today. And, and in fact, uh, there was a local car that actually got uh, into two front end collisions uh, the, the, where the driver was not at fault. Uh, they got their plaid and then somebody took out the front end and uh... the insurance company said, OK, Tesla certified shop, repair it. And it was like new. And then they got hit again. Same spot. And... <laughs> And this time it Very was unlucky out. person. Right, right. Uh, he, I think he had his car back for five days. And it got hit in the same spot, and it looked uh, like like uh, it was another high-speed impact, and, and uh, it looked like, you know, as, as it should have the first time. And and, and the, the, the repair shop was like, hey, you know, this is why we're certified, because, uh, you know, we were able to get everything back to spec. And if we had just, you know, restretched the frame and put some new skin and paint on it, and uh, this guy would not be here today because that repair would not have been back to original specifications. Right. Yeah. So that's another thing that they're doing is with this casting, they're not giving up on repairability. So just like you said, if you, if you think that whole all the way through when you're making the casting, you can have cut spots, you can have bolt spots, you can for replacement parts. It doesn't have to be be like, Oh, we have to recast the entire body because you have a, a fender bender. No, it's they're smarter than that. Come on. Yeah, and if it took out the whole front or the whole rear cleanly, then you could just bolt on a whole new front or rear with skin. But uh, generally, if you're in a collision that severe, it's going to transfer into the frame rails and the roof. And at that point, 
then the car, you know, it's, it's, you might as well total loss it because it's going to be safer to build a brand new car. And they built yep. that into it as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, well, uh, speaking of uh, building out, uh, we talked a little bit about Texas already. Uh, we had a person on Twitter prompt Elon uh, this week. Uh, asking about, hey, it's great to see some cars are starting to roll out. Have you thought about uh, when uh, GigaFest Texas is going to happen? April 1st. And to his surprise, uh, Elon came back with an April 1st date, uh, which prompted, you know, a whole bunch of people on social media to start booking things. Whoops. uh, Hotels, (laughs) bed and breakfast, whatever. Uh, And then a little bit later, uh, somebody had asked, He's saying April 1st. Elon's a bit of a jokester. Yep. Is that uh, an April Fool's joke? And sure enough, Elon came back with I meant 7th. So, uh, yeah, it uh, it has changed now. So GigaFest in Austin is going to be on the 7th of April. And I can't uh, believe they didn't do it on 420. I mean, <laughs> come on. That's so close. That It's going to move. It's It's got to. <laughs> Then everybody would be pissed off at him changing their travel plans. <laughs> yeah, for a third time, that would not be good. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, and and of course, for people to show up, um, they've got to be invited, and mm-hmm. we're really not sure how the invites are going to happen. Obviously, this could be a really large event. Uh, you know, uh, Tesla has the ability, of course, to limit. Uh, the number of people that are going to be coming. But uh, there is a whole flurry of people across the nation that would love to attend. And since it's in the middle of the nation, uh, travel times are a little bit shorter for some. And uh, a lot of people are interested in in, uh, participating. In fact, so much so that the group in Austin, the Tesla owners group, is putting together something called TeslaCon Austin, which is going to happen around... Uh, the Gigafactory uh, day on the seventh. So uh, they're, antici- they're anticipating that there's many people going to be sh- showing up that may not even get an invite, uh, but they they want to hold some sort of event for all Tesla owners. So if you're interested in that, uh, look up TeslaCon, and uh, that will there's a website that you can read about what they're doing and uh, sign up for the the event. But um, as far as how Tesla is going to distribute the invitations, who knows? Like, if the, there's no indication of how it's going to happen. Elon hasn't leaked any information about how it's going to happen. Everyone's just guessing back and forth. Uh, I'm really hoping they do it fairly by putting up a website like they did in Berlin and allow people from different regions uh, to put their their want their want to attend, and then uh, you know basically pull a draw uh, based on that based on uh, being a certified Tesla owner, I think that would be an ideal situation. But uh, we don't know how it's going to happen. Well, if they don't move it to 420, I'd like to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys are right. They, they they can't move it again. But we uh, talked again. about when, when when will we see the first Model Ys delivered out of Giga Texas? Could they do it at this event? <laughs> do you think this will they'll, they'll they'll hand over some keys at this event? Be an ideal time to do it because the media will be centered on them. There's going to be a, a huge amount of attention uh, on the uh, location, and to be able to hand off 20 or so vehicles in a quick ceremony, I think would be uh, ideal for them uh, to gather some more uh, PR. Yeah, it, that that would be a great plan. It could happen. Yep. Assuming they get final certification, which I don't think they have yet, so they're but they're getting close. Yep. Getting close. So uh, we're keeping our eye on it. We're, we haven't quite uh, <laughs> crowned the winner of our little bet here on the Tesla life. But man, it's not <laughs> looking good for me so far. <laughs> the, the, the good thing is that it's a corporation and not a, a human personhood. So other than being able to sell directly, they they will be able to do exactly whatever they want for the most part. Right. Yeah. So Hockey Day brings up the point they can't sell directly in Texas. So maybe they'll have to drive them to Oklahoma and back and then deliver them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody who flew in, everybody who flew in gets to drive out in their car. 
<laughs> right, but no Texans can have a delivery. Only right. out-of-staters. <laughs> oh, who would be a slop in the face for Texans? That's just terrible. You would have loved to have had someone local here to receive their vehicle, but your governor said no. Oh, (laughs) would not be a good PR move at all. Especially with his comments about building a case against the SEC. He might be building a case case against the the legislature of Texas. (laughs) Yeah, he wouldn't sign the governor. No, no, not the governor at this point. Yeah, you're right. right. He's put them off every two years whenever they meet (laughs) since 2012. Well, also speaking of an update, uh, a change in plans, uh, you may remember that um, back about a year ago, Elon talked about building a supercharger in Santa Monica, downtown, mm-hmm. and providing um, a restaurant and a drive-in that would show clips of the best movies uh, from Hollywood. And uh well, the Santa Monica Charger got built after a long battle uh, with the, uh, the the local city. Uh, and, and, of course, that went up pretty quick. 26 uh, Chargers are up and running, and I guess another group of them are going to go online later. Uh, but um, Elon had commented on uh, where the drive-in theater was, uh, where the, uh, you know, the diner would be. And uh, he's come back with they're going to change of plans and put those uh, items at a new supercharger in the in the Hollywood area. So uh, this is a, another future charger to open. Um, not sure why it was moved. I'm, I'm thinking it's kind of that Santa Monica City was a little bit uh, uh, sticky right when it came to getting the supercharger built in the first place because they were really somehow set that Elon was going to build affordable housing. I don't know where they got that from uh, because I have yet to see have seen a Tesla home come out of Fremont factory. But uh, <laughs> it uh, it was something that Santa Monica City Council thought that they could do. Uh, well, so I mean, maybe, maybe they just the Tesla. Just, yeah, maybe Tesla decided that, you know what, uh, let's uh, let's get supercharger built real quick. Let's not make any changes, any uh, updates to the plans. So Santa Monica City Council can't come back to us and stop things or put things uh, uh, on hold. So uh, they did so, sticking strict, strictly with superchargers and uh, the diner slash drive-in theater uh, type concept is going to be Hollywood. So we will yeah. keep an eye on that and see when that starts to come uh, down the pipeline. This is going to be a really cool thing. The kitchen, because uh, like a couple pizzerias, a couple pizzerias I've seen where that was the case, they, they burnt. And it's like, does your apartment burn with them, or do you do you hope they get there in time? Mm. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead, Patrick. What was that? Yeah, so uh, I can see what this is going to be a really cool place, and you're going to be Tesla owners are going to be hanging out there and spending money, and um, you wouldn't want to put that into a community that that barely let you in. You'd want to right. put it someplace where you're embraced, and oh, I um, mean, you might want to so, sell cars in the place where you put a factory. <laughs> yeah exactly it's the same kind of thing yeah so I, I could totally see after they had so much problems just getting this permitted that they're like we're not going to gift you one of our coolest ones when you were such jerks so we'll right. put it somewhere else there's lots of places that really want us to be there so Absolutely. pick another spot yeah yeah and speaking of another spot great segue patrick um we've got uh, some photos of a new Tesla store uh, that has opened up in Salzburg, Austria. Get a oh, load beautiful. of these digs. This wow. is just unbelievable. Yeah, I've never seen a store. Look, look at this pod in the middle of the, the showcase up above a board uh, room. That's like an owner's box. That's awesome. Yeah, and there's yeah. a shot from in the owner's box looking out onto the uh, cars below and the the red carpeted bridge that runs end to end. So uh, unbelievable. Uh, I've oh, never you, seen a show. They have a plug for their local uh, club there. Did you see that? I did Tesla not. Club Austria. Or, oh, that uh, was the Austria. last photo. Austria. There yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. Nice. Good eye. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I didn't see the uh, the backdrop. But uh, the, the red 
the red carpeted cover bridge or <laughs> bridge open bridge is just mind blowing. Yeah. So was this converted from something, or did they build this from scratch? That it was it was converted from something. It wasn't okay. uh, it wasn't a fresh build. And if a it lot was a of fresh the... build is like totally opposite of their current design language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they bought uh... a museum. That just looks so cool from the top, especially look at our our background there with the uh, the water drop on the those. Those windows are, are so awesome. That's one yeah. thing I especially love about the Model X is you just look up and see the sky. It, 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 you don't have some pillar uh, right in your face. And uh, when I get in other vehicles now, I just like, ah, I'm so claustrophobic. Exactly. It's, it, after being in the X, is so I have so much more visibility that uh, it, I feel like other cars, I'm, I have to look around to, to get uh, the same kind of view. And it's, 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 yeah. So anyway, the top view is is an awesome thing that that bridge is going to make people realize just how much better these vehicles are. Plus, when you look down on top of the Model X, it's one of the few cars with a belly button. <laughs> <laughs> it's got an ultrasonic sensor on the spine in between the two doors, and it looks like a belly button. <laughs> you want to make sure the Falcon wings don't go too high and hit something. Indeed. Yeah. Or the trunk. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a parking garage and. Uh, just open the Falcon wing door without even thinking about it. And then as I did, I realized there were pipes and yes. uh, all kinds of things. And I'm like, oh, wow, I, this could have been really bad. <laughs> if if uh, this was a dumb door, it would have just smashed into that stuff. And I'd have a big bill right now. Instead, it, it sensed Two big it. Bills, it one for your car and, and one for the plumbing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. I could have broken a sprinkler pipe or something. That would have been really bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that absolutely would be bad. Uh, next, uh, Casey's got a story about, this is about Miami as well. Yeah. So, uh, we talked earlier about how Miami, uh, was, was, uh, receiving a proposal on a uh, boring loop. And uh, I think Mark's got a picture of the proposed map now that they've, uh, finalized their plans. Uh, we're looking at, uh, 15,000 commutes per hour, uh, when fully scaled and 7,500 commutes per hour. Uh, on on the initial rollout, and uh, they're looking to spend 185 to 222 $220 million dollars for this uh, loop, and, uh, and and this includes uh, the option for them to expand an additional three miles from the initial uh, six miles, and these six miles of, of tunnel will be uh, from stations along State Road 826 to the Golden Glades Transit System and Sunny Isles Beach. Sorry, I don't have that uh, map photo available. Oh, I've got I've got one. It's just not as clear as the stuff that you bring up. So, <laughs> well, let's look at a fuzzy one because I got nothing. <laughs> ah, very go. good. So yeah. there's the uh, there's the run to the beach. Hard Rock, the beach. Get on down to the uh, the intermodal center. Yeah. Seems practical to me. And then, of course, once they expand it, you know, everybody will be looking to get in on that, like they saw in Vegas. Like, ah, that's stupid, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it's built and like, can I get on? Can I get on? <laughs> Here's some money. Build me a station. Yeah, that's that's the thing is they just got to overcome the first hurdle of building the first line. And then everybody has got a, you know, a plan or a need uh, for it to expand. Definitely. Right. Well, they saw what just happened. like what happened with Vegas. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they weren't even done the loop. And uh <laughs> The resort world said we want in immediately, and uh, yeah. they had signed up uh, before the the loop was even completed. Yeah, I mean they, they can see what happens throughout history. If you if you're not on a stop or an interstate exit or whatever the case may be, like if you're missing the transportation, then you're going to lose the people, and they'll go they'll go to a business that builds up near where the people are. So yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see if that gets accepted uh, as is or if there will be amendments or changes uh, to the route. Indeed. Next, here's something interesting. Uh, we all know what's been going on with uh, Giga Berlin, as, as Hockey Day has mentioned, uh, our bridge over to troubled Gigafactory, as he has <laughs> made a joke. Uh, but uh, apparently Tesla had plans uh, in the background that they were they were going to start getting approval for a second uh, gigafactory in Germany, almost exactly the same as the first. 
not that they were going to do this, but they had in their agreement with Germany that they could ask for it and they could head down that road if they chose to do so. Um, and what has happened, of course, with Gigafactory Germany to this point is that there's been a number of bumps in the road uh, with approvals, uh, with getting the factory ready to go online, even to today. Uh, there's been more stories about delays. Uh, so Tesla has decided to put those plans for a second Gigafactory on ice, uh, on ice, uh, mm -hmm. for, for <laughs> this uh, for this time period. They, they've decided that they're not going to move forward. And again, this wasn't a definite plan that they would move forward with a second uh, factory, but this was written into the contract originally that they could ask for another one. And if if they felt it was uh, required or needed, uh, they would uh, start the process uh, because, of, as we've seen, it takes a few years uh, to get uh, these things rolling. So, uh, and and really not a surprise. Um, based on the, the speed bumps they've had in Germany, they probably want to sit back a little bit and just make sure things actually open and things start to run smoothly. And if there is demand in the future, they can always go back to this. Uh, but uh, they're probably, uh, you know, just being a little bit cautious because what they've seen to this point. And, and I certainly don't blame them because, you know, uh, Giga Berlin has been a little bit of disappointment as it comes to the uh, planning for this project and, and when it should have been open. We, you know, normally mm -hmm. we would believe that cars would be shipping out of Germany already. Uh, none of us on this panel had the illusion uh, that uh, they were going to break any speed records with uh, China, but uh, it it you know at this point Germany should be up and running. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. logically it should have it should have beat Austin because it had a what six month head start. It had a six month head start approximately. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, not a surprise uh, based on what we've too. seen. Hopefully. Hopefully, uh, it will open soon and things will get back on track. Uh, but uh, at this point, uh, Tesla's probably holding their cards close to their chest and just uh, just going to see what happens and make sure that things uh, open properly uh, based on the timeline that they currently have in their hands. Right. There are a lot of other countries in Europe they could build in. I'll say that, yeah. Put, put an identical factory somewhere else. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Next story, uh, we've all heard about, of course, the Model 3 deal from Hertz, ordering 100,000 vehicles from Tesla and started to distribute those cars out to Hertz dealerships across the USA. Um, there is a gentleman who calls himself the points guy, and that's because uh, he's an expert on collecting points uh, with, you know, cards and uh uh, companies and uh, he wanted desperately to uh, rent a Model 3 from a Hertz. So he started to hunt down depending on the areas he was traveling to. And uh, he had uh, found uh, that there was availability, I believe it was in Oklahoma uh, City. Uh, so he, uh, with his uh, Hertz points card, uh, booked the uh, location and said, uh, yes, I definitely want the Model 3. And of course, uh, if anyone's rented a car and they tell you what the car is when you rent it online, when you get to the location to pick up the car, a lot of the times <laughs> you don't get the car that they had offered to give you in the first place. Mm -hmm. You get something else. Uh, you know, they, they typically would not charge you any extra, but uh, typically it would be a different car. So he was really concerned that uh, his rental may get switched uh, at the actual desk uh, in the location he was arriving. But uh, lucky for him, uh, it was the Model 3 that was given to him. He had uh, gone through uh, uh, reading about it, the car, uh, understanding uh, what can be done with it, understanding the... Uh, the uh, free supercharging that was made available and is still available at this time. Uh, and uh, he did indicate that when he picked up the car, it was 90% charged uh, when he oh, got in. Cool. So uh, that's great. Uh, Hertz is taking care of that uh, so that he can have a almost fully charged car ready to go. And uh, he went through the, the software on the screen 
He took some photos. We've got the link uh, in the show notes, and you can go through all the details if you want to read about his experience from start to finish. But it was a successful rental. Uh, he would do it again. The price he was paying was about $163 or $167 a day. A uh, little bit pricey. Uh, but um, I've also found on the internet uh, with a few others commenting on their rentals. And you can get the rental from different places at a cheaper rate. Uh, mm. Some of them have even said that they're just under $100 a day. So uh, it uh, it really depends on, on where you get it and their availability, it seems. And, of course, uh, renting it at the airport is typically a higher rate than other yeah. places in the city because they've got you on the convenience factor that you're already at the airport. You don't have a vehicle just getting driven to the on-site airport. Uh, you're, you're willing to pay a little bit more and you know, typically that is the case. So if you're interested in doing so, there are options. And just think about uh, looking around for uh, off-airport pickup, and you might see some cheaper rates or some cheaper daily rates uh, than what this gentleman had seen. But uh, it's a good read, and uh, it was a successful rental. He was very happy with the car, very happy with the Hertz employees, and cool. uh, happy with the drop-off as well. So uh, all went well for him, and... Uh, a good experience uh, had by all here. Awesome. I haven't read the points guy. In, in general, I kind of feel like uh, those points optimization schemes are really uh, your spending maximized schemes. So <laughs> the, it's it's a fool's game for the most part, in my opinion. But uh, hopefully, the, the points guy uh, recognizes that and isn't just telling, isn't putting people into that trap of spending more. Just to right. Get of the ones I've seen, he and the others do tend to specify, hey, if you're already going to do this, then here's a way to, to get some extra points on it. But okay. we don't yeah. recommend getting this because now you've got to spend an extra $4,000 to get this many points. It's like, does that make right. sense to you? Yes. But they'll still put it out there. So some people will do it even if it is not financially sound. Right. It, it, yeah, it gets into a gamification mode and there's just a part of your brain that loves that and wants to win. And uh, yeah, so yeah, don't don't be a chump. <laughs> that is financial advice. Don't be a chump. <laughs> don't be a sucker. <laughs> That's simple financial advice. You can't go wrong with it. <laughs> it's personalized just for you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, next uh, we we saw this coming and. Uh, what we've uh, discovered is that uh, Tesla is now rolling out the plaid badge again. Uh, if you'll remember, uh, back Ooh. upon the rollout of the Model S uh, refresh, uh, they showed a badge. Yeah, just like Casey has in his hands there. Um, and what we've got Go is with the... that, Casey. Let's see it. Okay. Uh... This cool. is the new badge uh, that uh, is being held up to the camera. And uh, you may ask, what is the difference uh, between the old and new badge? Mine the major difference <laughs> is that uh, this one has no holes in it. Uh, Easier to smoother keep clean. and flatter. More yeah, aerodynamic. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so what we've got here is uh, that's the uh, new one. Here's what the old one looked like. Yeah. And you can see the paint and the ridges right through the logo. So yeah, that's you can imagine washing your car and getting some dirt in these cracks and crevices to, uh, throughout the logo, you would never be able to keep it clean. Like, yeah. it, Especially it, the way the Tesla rear ends suck the dirt to them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, it, uh, it was a, a big a plus that they moved uh, to this uh, new, um, uh, new logo type. Uh, and I was kind of disappointed when it disappeared initially. Only the first 200 cars uh, given away had this uh, had the plaid logo. But I, only uh, first 30. I, I understood it was a couple hundred were given it, and oh, then it stopped. Um, so it, uh, yeah, it it was disappointing that it did stop. But there's probably a good reason for it. Hopefully, they'll go back uh, to the people that already bought a plaid, and they're able to get their their plaid stickers specifically back for them. 
but uh, that's the parts catalog, baby. <laughs> yeah, em- emblem, not sticker. <laughs> yeah. Emblem, uh, deep graphic. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, hold yours up again, Casey. What what is yours? Yours in the aftermarket, obviously. Absolutely, because uh, I don't have a plaid. Um, get back out of the bag here. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a very faithful replica of of the one that was. On so the it's it's got the cracks and crevices in that one. Yeah. So now there will probably be aftermarket versions of the new one as well, yes. too. Yeah, yeah. Unless Tesla sells them for like five bucks, then then there'd be no point to do it. Right. <laughs> oh, well, uh, except like you said, you don't have a plaid. So if right. I wanted to go get one and put it on my non-plaid, <laughs> Tesla's probably not going to sell it to me. <laughs> but aftermarket will sell it to anybody who has the 10 bucks or whatever. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Pat, we're gonna need to we're gonna need to get your VIN number for that plaid badge. <laughs> Two? Is that a number? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was plaid number three. <laughs> I, I, actually, a story about that when the Model Three first rolled out, or I guess a little bit into the rollout, I had a couple of um, uh, acquaintances that received their cars, and it had no badge on the back, mm-hmm. so they didn't get the you know the underline with the uh, red. Uh, swoosh to indicate it was performance uh, or the long range uh, did not have uh, the uh, uh, Model 3 badge uh, that came with it. Um, and one of them uh, who just had a long range uh, did not have, they had the dual motor, but didn't have a, uh, they didn't have the uh, performance package. Uh, they got their car back and had the one with the red underline on it. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> and he said, "Okay, <laughs> that's, that's fine. Uh, I don't have that, but uh, I'm happy to display that." So, uh, yeah, yeah. There, there was a bit of a there was some scramble going on at the beginning uh, when the Model Three started to roll out. So, uh... production hell. <laughs> yeah, ours was mailed to ours came badgeless, and they they mailed us the badge like oh, they know, mailed like one. six months later. Wow. It was not not quick. Yeah, and and that was fine. Uh, I'd rather, I'd have rather have the car without a badge than no car waiting yes. for a badge. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely the lesser of two evils for sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, next, uh, Casey's got a story about subscriptions. What's going on there? As long as you don't live in Canada, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hockey Day. Yeah, <laughs> and Mark. Well, Basically, just in the U.S. Uh, because if you live outside of the U.S., you don't get it either. <laughs> uh, so, so now you can, you know, we, we we talked about how you could get the uh, buy stuff from your screen because Tesla knew they were gonna sell you some more stuff. But now uh, they're they're making good. You can you can buy the annual subscription and 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 get some months free, which is what we had been asking for the whole time. Hey, if I if I give you all the money up front, can you get two months free uh, instead of you know the nine ninety nine? And Elon told somebody yes, and and as these things do, he said yes, and it and it happened. The uh, the other screenshot is is showing uh, in the uh, in the app. You can then, if you're already subscribing, you can then switch to the annual plan again if you're in the U.S., which is nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Save you a couple months uh, on the fee if you're going to keep it anyway. Get some of the yeah, points. Why, yeah. Why not? <laughs> so. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Premium it's, connectivity uh, is so something connectivity, that a lot of people enjoy. Yep. Connectivity and um, is the it FSD that way. FSD, yes. Right. Yeah. It's it's uh, Tesla doesn't have to bill you every month, which I whoever's processing their billing is going to be charging them some fees for that, and uh, so they save some. You uh, get two months free. You save some. It's good all around. Yeah. Because yeah, they, they they're going to get hit with a transaction fee and a, a and a cut, so if they can do one transaction and then they just have the one percent to worry about rather than the extra twelve transaction fees, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't look like they've turned on the FSD one time yet. But Elon did say yes to that as well. Cool. Yeah. So with uh, that coming along, and of course, uh, you can do that from your subscription area inside your phone, right? On your application. You can yep. just go in and make that change anytime. So Absolutely. if you're in the U.S., go check your app, and uh, you can see the option of being able to change to the annual subscription over the monthly. I suspect the reason that they didn't do the annual for the FSD yet is uh, 
they don't want to have honor have to honor these uh, these prices for after they raise the price again. You're you're scaring me, Casey. <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, once he decides how much uh, the FSD and uh, subscription plan will go up, then you'll have an annual plan on that. Is my, mm. my suspicion. Yeah, all the more reason to get an annual plan is that uh, if if you've bought the whole year and they change it like halfway through the year, well, you're already covered. So you'll say only five hundred dollars a month. You got that. (laughs) 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 But I can see them going for that. If you if you do the math, uh, we're probably looking at. I would guess if 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 FSD is going to be worth say a hundred thousand dollars to buy out. We've heard that number tossed around. Mm-hmm. Um, then that means that uh, you're looking at ten times the amount that it's currently at, uh, roughly. What is it now fourteen or twelve or twelve thousand? It's twelve, right? Twelve. Okay, yeah. so twelve mm-hmm. divided mm-hmm. by sixty is two hundred dollars a month. But uh, I imagine that Tesla doesn't amortize over five years. So let's see, twelve k <laughs> over uh, three years, uh, three hundred thirty-three dollars a month. And that's before it goes up in capabilities again. And you know what happens yeah. when they do that. <laughs> exactly. Right. So uh, yeah. be cautious. If, if, you're, uh, if, if, if you know you want FSD and you're keeping your car for, what, over four, over five years? Yeah, four years, I think, was the breakover. Then, uh, you know, you're going to be better off to buy it up front uh, because the, the monthly fees are not going to stay at $199 a month. It's not going right. to do that. So just be forewarned out there if you have interest in FSD. Yep. Do the math. Make the right choice. More financial advice. Do the math. Make the right choice. That that also <laughs> always applies. Don't be a chump. Do the math. Make the right choice. Right. Because my favorite we is like when a, they, when We they should get a t-shirt that says that. Don't be a chump. <laughs> my favorite is when they have the sales or the, or the bundles where getting it off sale or off bundle is actually cheaper. <laughs> You do the math oh, very good. Yep. Very good. Well, if you're still with us uh, on the show, we've come to the end. Thanks so much for watching with us today. Uh, please give us a thumbs up at this point if you haven't already. Uh, press that subscribe. Doesn't cost you a dime. Helps us out. Supports the show, and we would really appreciate it. And with that, uh, let's go to some shout-outs. Uh, Casey, what do you got going on this uh, this coming week? So I still haven't put together that FSD 10.9 videos, uh, but I definitely want to show the two different maps. And then at the um, uh, over the this week, I got uh, FSD beta 10.10.2, which uh, at first I thought I wasn't going to like it because the steering wheel was uh, very clock-like, and uh, that seems to have smoothed out. So I did a, a video in the rain because nice. Not very many people do that, and that seems to be my my, uh, my thing now. So uh, you're going to tune to youtube.com slash Casey Green, K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N, and check out uh, the FSD beta in the rain video when I get that done and put it up there. Fantastic. Look forward to that. Patrick, any shout-outs for the end of the show? Sure. I'll do them in the other order. I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. And I also blog occasionally at carswithcords.net. You can see right there. And I'll be putting all the gory details about how this uh, service ticket goes. Uh, Was I able to drive there? Did I have to have it towed? How much did it cost? It'll all be in there. Hopefully, hopefully if you tow it, it's before you start your trip and not like in the middle, because that would be unfortunate. (laughs) Don't cheat yourself on the show, Patrick. (laughs) Gory details. Yes, yes. I I hope it's a happy little story. A successful service where nothing outside the ordinary happened. Everything was fine. (laughs) Well, the cool thing about Teslas and EVs in general is they generally, you, you, you don't need a lot of maintenance. They have fewer moving parts. There's no. Uh, oil filters and uh, oil changes, fuel filters, all those things. Uh, thousands of parts are not there. And the best part, no part. They don't break. But there are still a few. So, uh, yeah, it's not like that. I, I've had this car now for six years and um, not had to have it in the shop uh, very often. There was a problem was the with X. the seat. Yeah, yeah. I oh, so both of our Model Xs, yours, yours got cold and mine got hot. <laughs> right, yeah. This is a... 
um, menopause going on here. We got some hot flashes. And... <laughs> it's like, come on at age six, I guess. Uh, yeah. It's a different life cycle for these vehicles. Six years, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Let's let's stay away from that. I'm already in trouble now. Um, <laughs> all righty. All right. There you go, Mark. Take it away. All right. Great. Thanks very much. Uh, again, thank you to the audience for watching. I uh, want to thank uh, Lee Moon for the music that we use every week. I want to thank Patrick uh, for monitoring and updating our Facebook page, uh, which is the Tesla Life number one. You can also follow us through the week on our Twitter feed. That is the Tesla Life. Look for us there. I also want to thank Casey, of course, for being the technical guru that keeps this live show running for us. Uh, thank you so much for that. And with that, uh, we'll, we'll connect next week and we'll all next find week. out together what's going on in the Tesla life. Yeah, if you catch us on the other show, it's out this week. So next week, we'll catch you there too. Bye, everybody. Stay positive. Test negative. <laughs> <laughs>